Hello and welcome to PMU Unfiltered. If you're not sure what you're listening to, this is a permanent makeup pod and video cast. Yeah, that's right. We're out here tattooing people's faces. So if you're new to the industry, if you're a veteran to the industry, come with me on my journey through permanent makeup because we're keeping it real, we're keeping it raw, and most of all, we're keeping this PMU unfiltered. Welcome back to PMU Unfiltered. Marlo here. And if you're listening on my podcast, thank you so much. You're probably driving. But this is a really great video cast that you can find on my YouTube channel because we're going to be diving into the permanent makeup forums. And I will also try to be as articulate as possible when I'm peeling through these people's problems. But this is going to be a little bit more of a visual experience here at PMU Unfiltered. But again, if you're listening in your car, I will try to relay my message, thoughts, insights, and opinions as clearly as possible because we're keeping it unfiltered. I'm sorry, I just can't, I can't even help myself. I can't even help myself when I just like lean into the ridiculousness of what I am. And remember guys, I am a very, very genuine, authentic, passionate person. I'm no frills and I'm going to give it to you straight. So when I am critiquing your work and we're looking at things and I'm, I'm getting a little overly passionate about something, it's because I care and I'm really trying to get a message across to you as, um, as serious as I really do mean it. Because again, we are in the business of tattooing people's faces. I, if you don't know already, I'm moving a little bit more into body tattoo, which is making me just like really hyped on life these days. I'm so excited to be um, just exploring something new, taking my knowledge to the next level. I am an artist at heart. You guys know from my podcast that I'm a dancer and I've really valued art my whole life. And I really, really recommend if you are looking to move into tiny tattooing, you need to art. You, ha you have to art. You can't just think that you're going to be a great copycat and not be an artist. Just because you're a quote copycatting doesn't necessarily mean that you're stealing people's work. You have to be able to modify and change work to make it your own. And that's really important. But that's not for today's topic. Let's dive into the forums. We'll go through more of tiny tattoo ethics in another um, in another podcast. I think that's perfect. And that's Good for you. We should definitely be ethical when we're dealing with using other art, of course. So without further ado, let's get to some problem solving on the Pride Makeup Forums. Oh wait, also, if you're watching on my video cast, do you like my new haircut? I just lobbed off like a good foot. I didn't even know till Instagram was like popping off. I had posted on my Instagram account at Marlo Cosmetic Tattoo about doing a big chop and you guys were hella lit on it. I was like, oh, I guess it was really long. Hmm, my bad. I, I wasn't so like, like, whoa, I've, I've bit, done big chops a few times over the years. So you guys were more, uh, more shocked than I was, but thank you for the deep, deep love. This like 90s little bob going on. I mean, all things 90s. I am I'm not all things 90s. I'm I'm all things 80s. 80s. I am an 87 baby. I'm I'm 35 if if you don't want to do the math cuz I don't math. I art. It's just two very different brains. All right, let, let's get to it. Let's get to it. 
we're gonna dive in to our first forum dive, which I'm just very passionate about because I will tell you a little bit more about my story when we peel through this um, this actual screenshot right here, which I'm gonna put right here up on my camera so we can peel through this together and we can get through this together because I know this is a very big burning question for a lot of new artists, a lot of artists that are at a point where they would like to see more growth, um, your calendar is a little bit more open. So let's dive through this together and we are going to answer your burning desire questions about hiring a marketing agency. So an anonymous member writes here, has anyone hired Jake's team for marketing? I got off the video call with someone who works with him and was given all the info and pricing and etc. I've heard good things from him from well-known artists on IG and also heard not so good things, but I'm aware no matter how much you market for someone, you have to have quality work too. It's a lot of money up front and I wanna hear some recent testimonials. Thanks. Um, anonymous member, ooh, I, I respect the uh, autonomy here because we need to know we need to know what's going on. And I have my own personal experience with dealing with marketing agencies. I've used, Jeez, I've used two and I've had at least three sales calls with three different ones. I don't want to blow up anyone's spot um, in particular. So I'm going to try to be as general as I can about marketing agencies and what I think about them. And, um, you know, all this information is public. You can go right here on this forum and look for this information right here in itself. I'm just here sharing what I see. And then I'll put a little bit of my own thoughts with trying to keep these other people's businesses in, in afloat. I don't want to be the, you know, big hammer that comes down on them, but I'm just going to be real. I'm keeping it real with you. We have one person here. I worked with him for a few months and it was a total waste of hard earned money. He tried to convince me it takes three to six months for ads to work. When I finished working with him, he became very rude and I never booked anything from it. Only 87 and it falls off. We have an unhappy person here already. Bumsy, bumsy, bumsy. Um, we have another person who just like drops a meme of Will Smith just being like, run! And yeah, I, I, I feel yeah, run. That's my personal opinion. Then we have another comment right under it from a top contributor. Save your money with, I was with him for six months, which I think is a really good freaking go. Like to be with someone for six months, to trust them at every turn that you're turning to them being like, hey man, I don't think this is working. One month goes by. They're like, oh, you got this, you got this. For another month to go by like, oh, you know, I'm not really seeing much return on this. And then they're like, no, 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 just, just three to six months. Three, like to be with someone for six months, I think you really get a, very big breath of like how this is working within your business. Um, I know I wasted 3K on top of that. He tends to always blame the artist about mindset and never take responsibility for his poor performance. So I can tell you it's not working. Another one. I'm just, I'm just boom, 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 boom. Don't waste your money. Um, I hired this one. I hired that one. Both were expensive and not worth it. I have nothing positive to say. I threw $35,000 down the toilet. Uh, another one, I used him for a few months and definitely got leads. Those clients wouldn't end up being clients and I spent a lot of money in Facebook. 
I gained a lot of clients using my Facebook mom groups and using IGs as well. Um, IGs, <laughs> IG as well. It's a lot more work than you think. You have to constantly be messaging people rather than clients. I'm gonna be very fucking straightforward with you. I had worked with these marketing agencies twice now after having three sales calls, I had chosen one. That scrap didn't work, I chose two. A lot of promises were made and a lot of information was shared miscorrectly with me. For me to only find out that when these places are talking about, I can generate you 500 leads in, in two months. That sounds really sweet, but 500 leads in X amount of time is not actually booked clients. Those are just statistical numbers that don't mean booked clients. A lead is not a booking. Do you guys understand that? And these marketing agencies are promoting leads and saying, we can get you 500, we can get to 200. I had 200 leads in two weeks. That's more than I ever saw in my whole business. That's not a booked client. So let me tell you how these marketing agencies work. So they will teach you how to run your own Facebook ads, which I do think that there is value in knowledge in knowing how things work in the back end of your business. I, I think that is valuable. Maybe not as valuable as they're positioning it, but I think that is valuable to understand what something is worth, right? What they don't tell you is all the back end fucking work that that creates for you because I got sucked into a, a media company for marketing and I said to them, I don't have the time and the emotional and physical bandwidth to be messaging people back and forth and back and forth and generating these hundreds of leads that are going to be coming floodgating towards me, right? I don't have the bandwidth to take that on. Tell me what is a part of the process. I was misled by a lot of loop-de language and next thing you know it, after my payment, I was in this agency and being taught how to make my own Facebook ads, more fucking work for me, going through an entire pre-record of hours and hours of how to use Canva. I have been using Canva for almost eight years. Like, like I don't need a pre-record on how to use Canva. Maybe you do, Godspeed, but that information is all out there on YouTube. It, it is. That's how I learned. I am a self-taught um, graphic designer. I am a self-taught, nearly almost a self-taught permanent makeup artist. I am a scrappy fucking bitch. I have very high standards for myself and I know what I can do on my own. And I, when I'm reaching a breaking point, that's because I am at a total bust point emotionally and cannot take on anymore. All right, that's me. Maybe you do have some more growth to do. Maybe you're a little baby artist and you need to be led in your handheld and you need something packaged really great and you're not resourceful in that way. Maybe this is for you, not for me. So if you're resonating with me right now, you're listening to the right advice. So, I was at a bust point in how much overload I could take in my business and learning how to do Canva is not one of it. On top of being in motivational phone calls with a team of each little quadrant in the Zoom calls, listening to people complain about uh, how to boost a post. Uh, if, if you've only done two models and you're trying to figure out how to get more clients. I, I just don't think 
you should be paying for a marketing team. I really struggle with them, generally speaking. Clearly, you can hear my, my passion towards that. Moving on, let's just get more factual and less emotional right now. So I was in these very, very time-consuming, teachable, uh, just uh, pre-records on how to do all of this. Then also I was in a pre-record of how to build your own Facebook ad. And it was like, what? well, what the fuck did I pay for? You know, and I think a lot of people on these forums are also feeling the same way. You're like, hold on a second. Like, I think there's something to pay for, like a course. Like we have people that pay for online um, pre-recorded permanent makeup courses. And those are, those are really cool, but they're not 35K. They're not 5K. So these, you're paying for not only to learn, just, just to break this down in a real reel, you're not only paying for to learn in these marketing programs, but you're also paying for community and support. And that's just not where my head's at. So when I had paid an exorbitant amount of thousands and thousands of dollars, and I had now entered this, I was gravely disappointed. Very. So once now I'm learning that I'm going to be running my own Facebook ads, which is confusing because I just paid someone $5,000 to do Facebook ads. Very confused, very misled. Then as I'm in these marketing phone calls, motivational mindset phone calls, the, the mindset, I'm just like, what, 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 what in heaven's mercy did I just get myself sucked into? I'm like, what did this guy go to a few Tony Robbins shows? And now he's telling me like how to like mentally mindset all this more work he's giving me. Come on, man. So, so then you run your own Facebook ads. And then once you launch your own Facebook ads, which you will also have to pay for, look, I'm not faulting anyone for that, but you have to pay for your own Facebook ads. You have to. That's the gig. They're not paying for them. You have to pay for your own Facebook ads. And yes, you're taught to to create an ad in an effective payment way because if you haven't, um, if you don't know how to build an ad correctly, you can really get sucked dry financially, which is like a mistake I've made before. I've made my own ads before with very low lead generation and paid up the ass for it. So there is a correct way to do ads without getting sucked dry, okay? Okay, so mm, a little bit of value in there, but also you can find that on YouTube, <laughs> just saying. And a lot of these leads, in my opinion, in the New York area, the way Facebook works, it reaches very low quality leads because those leads that we're looking for in the Facebook area, people that are using Facebook, the demographic that is using Facebook is not young, hip, cool, hot, like, like hot, sexy gals in New York City, they're not on Facebook, right? Are you a hot, sexy gal in your city? Do you use Facebook? Probably not. You know who's using Facebook? Older people, um, possibly people that have a little bit of financial restriction in their life. I find that, um, generally speaking, much more international people use Facebook to communicate with their families in other countries. And there's a lot of um, financial issues with that potential type of demographic because they are here in the US trying to make it here in the US to support their families in their other countries. So when your ad is reaching those people and then you're dropping, hey, browser $500, they're gonna fall off their chair. 
you know, and respectfully so. So now you've wasted all this time just generating, generating, generating leads, warming up leads, trying to message people back and forth. And um, it's just a lead and it's not a booking. I went through this entire exhaustive process to literally just come to the conclusion that I needed a virtual assistant. You know what I mean? So if you're, if this story is resonating with you at all, you, you know what I'm talking about. I was grinding so hard and then another big dump, steaming dump of a task was put onto my workload plate. And I was like, what? Oh, I was entirely misled. So this is why I even developed Vanity Virtual Assistance was because I knew that there were other permanent makeup artists out there like me that were crying themselves to sleep every night. They needed help. They didn't need more work. And that's why our virtual assistants are fucking good at what they do. They know how to run our PMU systems. They know permanent makeup language. They are taught and advised by me. My clients' businesses are led and directed in a very distant manner by me and my experience and my resources. So yeah, my VAs that I have are dope. We have part-time and full-time options depending upon where you are in your career. Some people just come in and dabble with the part-time, you know what I mean? And then they grow into full-time, which is, um, do you boo here to help you probably don't need a marketing agency you just need a va so please reach out to us at vanityvirtualassistance.com or send me a dm <laughs> moving on that's my uh, low-key sales pitch but also just um my big caution tape for beware of these marketing programs okay um Voila, voila, let's move on to the tiny tattoo forums which Guys, it's giving me more energy than the permanent makeup forums. I don't know, but I think understanding tattoo work is so important for permanent makeup artists so we can really understand more about permanent makeup as well. So we're in the tiny tattoo beginner forums. I know you're probably wondering, hmm, should I be tiny tattooing? So I, I feel like this is good to dose into our conversations. Um, I'm still brand new and this is my 12th tattoo. I use dynamic triple black, but why does it look brown, especially on the shaded area? Will this turn black? My previous tattoos are black. Just this one thing and shading. Okay, so I'm gonna explain something to you, um, permanent makeup artist, permanent makeup artist, to tattoo artist, a permanent makeup artist, to just education, right? Triple black, dynamic triple black is tattooing. Triple black is totally unnecessary for this skin type that I have here up on my screen. This is fits one, fits two. And triple back black is triple carbon loaded. When you are using a product that is triple carbon loaded, this will migrate triple. No bueno. There's no reason you should be using triple back. Guys, right now, I had a more formal apprentice with my brother-in-law at his tattoo shop. I am having an also formal apprentice at my own tattoo shop with a, a lovely man that is there working next to me who has also been gracious enough to share his tattoo knowledge with me. I, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position. So why not just 
take this free information from me through the mouth of someone who is fucking nuts artist. I'm, I'm so obsessed with his work and um, tattooing for 13 years. His realism is out of control. So when he tells me something, I'm, I'm telling you, th this is from the horse's mouth in, to some, in some way. All right, guys? Triple black is unnecessary to be doing tiny tattoo work with. These tattoos are going to expand regardless of how talented you are. There is no reason to be putting triple load carbon into these tiny tattoos. They are going to fill up and blur out more. On top of our needles being very, very thin and sharp, and since you're new, you are not entering at a correct depth. I, you're gonna hit points where it's just gonna be incorrect, all right, at oversaturations. So looking at this in a triple black standpoint, I'll answer your questions in a second, but these little hardy cuties coming out of the elephant's nose, it's all very cute, but this will just be a upside down teardrop blob at some point in a very soon point um, because of the oils in the skin and having used triple black. Um, also the outline and all this like tiny work are going to blur out. This is going to be a very blobby tattoo. And yeah, as for the shading, where the actual question that we're coming here is why is the shading area red? You're actually seeing the redness of the skin from the whip shade here. So it is not red, but you are seeing your own whip shade. So um, yeah, that's that. The redness in turn will go away when this tattoo heals, right? Perfect. All right, moving on before I spend too much time with you guys here. I see videos posted on IG of PMU artists performing services on their clients with sheets and or pillows under the clients and no plastic or protective barrier. So cringy. Anyone else or am I just the one overly critical of these kinds of things? I would think there has to be some kind of rule against this. I know there isn't and I'm in Florida. Ugh, ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm a no. I'm a no on this. I agree with um, this permanent makeup artist. I see those things and I'm just like, oh, um, I'm gonna be real. When I first started with permanent makeup, I worked under someone who was not very hygienic. And I questioned the, those things in moments, but I took a little bit more of a lax attitude to it and it kind of fucked me up. And that's really not the attitude we should be having for uh, the, our work. We are tattooing, we are working with bloodborne pathogens and our clients and ourselves deserve to work in sanitized environments. I do believe that we, we should do it for our client's safety and also our own. Why, why have a pillow that is unwrapped? You can wrap a pillow if that person needs a little like head, you know, a little a little neck support while they're working. Just wrap it up in the saran wrap. Is it going? That's fine. Someone needs a little back support. Wrap it up in the saran wrap. Um, also, another thing that really kind of bothers me with these permanent makeup artists is that they're like really down to show off their fucking manicure, which I don't give a shit about how great your nails look. And they want to do that extra really sexy wipe on the brow with like a very light, clean cotton pad. Um, I see that we're all here for the butte, but um, so you picked up the cotton pad with your dirty hands and and your, your nails with bacteria in them 
Okay. And, and then you wiped your client's brow clean for us all to see, to see your manicure. Um, yeah, uh, again, another one I just don't get. I'm going to agree with you. This should not be the standard for all you permanent makeup artists out there. If you take yourself seriously, you will also take hygiene seriously. And um, something that I really learned in the essence of like tattooing, there is a, an art in the process, you know? So you really have to lean into the sanitation and the hygiene and setting up your station in a way that works for you and wrapping your machine with an artistry that works for you and is, and is falling in these standards. So there is beauty in the process. And I have talked about that in other podcasts in a very, very deep manner. And there is, there really is a beautiful part about the process. It's not just the end results and how fucking good your manicure is. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up with one last eyebrow over here. And we're going to go over like what I think should be done. I do think that there's more than one correct answer for this, but I'm going to put these brows up right over here and I'll read it to you. I'll try to be as articulate as possible so we can look at what um, you can visualize what I'm looking at. Okay. So, hey, everyone, this sweet, sweet quant club. Jesus, I'm just a tongue twister today. Do I need more coffee or do I need less? I don't even know anymore. Hey everyone, I have this sweet client that wants me to correct her brows as they've turned gray. She doesn't want to do laser because of the cost. I've explained that it's only slapping a Band-Aid on it. She still wants to go forward even though it may last a good nine, six to nine months. What would you all do? Mm. Yes, the cover up, the correction. What do we do? Um, I wish, I wish I had a laser machine, honestly, because that would really just tide so much of my energy over to bettering my clients. And let's go over. So right, right here below, you can see what about a lifting session? Now, ultimately, I do think that shifting the pigment color, if you guys don't know, you can perform removal treatments. You guys know this already if you're entering permanent makeup, but I'm gonna say it for the fuck's sake of all you beginners. There is no magic eraser for permanent makeup. Not one single session is ever going to get rid of a tattoo when it comes to saline solution, glycolic acid solutions, even, ta even, even the laser. There is no such thing. You got a tattoo, it's on your face, and you're gonna need more than one session. Very difficult to set these client expectations when they keep hearing the word semi-permanent and they see the brows fading, so they think the work is fading, but really the colors are shifting. We're really losing the loss of warmth because of light fastness. And with yellows, oranges, and reds, they have, they have a shorter shelf life than carbon. So that's why we're seeing carbon left over. So yes, the brows are lighter, but they're really just less warm. And um, let's go over some potential things. I think lifting sessions and removal sessions are great, but I can't predict them. So I have a difficult time. This is my, this is my internal thought process in my studio when I'm dealing with this. I want to shift people's brows with saline, one saline session. And I do find, I had my um, own case study recently 
where she had a very hard front and we worked on taking this ugly shape that she got somewhere deep in Queens with this hard triangular front with the skinnier brow that was very black. And we did three lifting sessions. My main focus was to get rid of that front so we could potentially do a more beautiful shape. But I did a case study on her and we shifted these very, very fresh black brows to a more brown. The whole thing looked so much softer and I was really happy with how soft we got the fronts with a little bit more of aggressive technique and and um, passing here and also continuing to focus on the back brow. So I did see a shift in the brown, but the brows weren't old. So they still had brown in them. Now when brows are old and again, the reds, the oranges and the yellows have left, have been metabolized and the light fastness has washed them out. I don't know, I can't say for sure, but I do feel very tempted about suggesting lift session. Um, we have other suggestions here. Um, laser is cheaper at times. If you can pay per separate laser sessions, they potentially at times can be more cost effective than the saline removals, depending upon your artist. Um, I know laser here is usually bought in packages. My removal saline sessions are bought um, independently. So yeah, bottom line, bottom line is I'm going to have to agree with Marielle Rebecca here. Going in with straight orange is going to be your best bet. Any oranges with a high carbon with carbon at the front are going to be tough. Make sure you're not selecting oranges as well with titanium dioxide in them. You wanna go with a very high quality, saturated orange pigment. So that is my, that is my best suggestion for you. Um, I know we are using orange correctors for lip neutralization as well. And those need a little bit of titanium dioxide in them. This is true. This is the only way you will lighten deep blue lips. But for brows, try to stay away from high loaded titanium dioxide oranges. You can see it in the bottle. You can see the like creamy, creamsicle, sorbet looking creaminess to the orange. That has a lot of titanium dioxide in it. So don't use that for brow correction. Pick a more authentic looking orange. Like um, it should look a little bit more like a freshly cut open fruit, right? It doesn't look white-ish. It looks like rich in its color. So that is, you know, hard guys. This is hard and color corrections are not easy. Being able to select the color for color corrections is not easy. It is something I still, um, I don't want to say I struggle with, but it takes a long time to master um, understanding why you're selecting certain colors for certain situations. And 
um, Godspeed to you on that. Okay, everyone, thank you yet again for tuning in to PME Unfiltered. I really appreciate having you here. If you've been listening along with me for these past few podcasts, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your love and support and, and your occasional DMs. I do, I get, I get DMs from you guys. So if, if you want to tell me you love me, you know, I'll never stop you from that. So hit me up in a DM and just be like, Marlo, I'm listening to your podcast. Wow, it's great. You know, um, if you're a new artist, I really do mean it. If you're a new artist, you're, you're kind of stumbling through this journey, you've been in, in it for a while and you just love podcasts and a little bit of company. Um, yeah, I thank thank you for listening. Seriously. Like, like this is something I'm passionate about. I, I really, um, I hope that's, that some of what I'm saying resonates with you. If maybe if it's even just like reconfirming a thought that you are working on with your own theories, or if you were just trying to answer a question for yourself in your own business and you get one small takeaway from that that's um, reaffirming, or if it's a little piece of additional knowledge, or if it's uh, a problem that you see coming to you in, in the future, and I can help tack you, tack, uh, help you tackle that before it even steps into your studio space, or you know, I'm just adding to your little arsenal of PMU tools and thoughts and processes, and I don't know, just unfilteredness, and maybe even a friendship. I don't know. Whatever you get out of this, I'm just happy you came. Um, guys, thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, let me know you're listening. What did you get out of this? Um, you know, shoot me a DM, write me a comment, subscribe. I mean, we're, we're probably makeup artists here. We're artists. Subscribing is free. It literally just puts me in your like wave of when you log back into YouTube or into your podcast that you get like a little like, Marlo's uploaded something else for you. So it costs you nothing and continues to just keep you in the know. So again, thanks for tuning in and don't forget all in love, but this is PMU Unfiltered.